following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. You ready? Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another statewide journey together. We are heard on 19 incredible radio stations for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Yesterday, when the show ended, me and Superfly talked about today's show. You know, we were going to talk about Harbaugh and all the reported offers. And now John U. Bacon saying that he's hearing that it's... A strong chance Harbaugh could leave, right? We'll touch on that. You got the post-Michigan TCU. You got the Lions. Flexed a Sunday night against the Packers. And then last night, I, I was, you know, running around with my boys. We were eating dinner, a late dinner. And all of a sudden, I got a... I saw my Twitter feed go crazy, like, cancel the game. They need to end this now. And I'm like, what's going on? And I wasn't watching... Uh, the Bills and the Bengals on Monday Night Football. And so I turned on the TV. And you could hear the the tone of Buck and Aikman. I'm like, did somebody die? Seriously. What happened? You know, did a fan fall off one of those upper deck railings? What's going on? And then with the story right before us and I thought ESPN for all the grief I give them on television I really thought they handled it really good because it's not easy even the day after for us and we're in Michigan there's a side of you that says hey nothing matters in sports but also there's a side that we all feel for DeMar Hamlin and it's the beautiful side of Twitter Facebook man and it's an unfortunate path that we always travel that something tragic has to happen for us to come together. And we don't see skin color. We don't see religion. We don't see political affiliation. There's no BS. It's it's real and from the heart. Like DeMar's toy drive from when he was just getting out of pit. And I reached out to Pat Narduzzi and his people and DeMar played for dudes at pit and they're not talking right now because that, that's close that's close to the heart there for the Pitt Panther family. 
But I, I did drop Narduzzi a note and said, man, I'm thinking of you, your family, the Pitt family, most important, DeMar and his family, and he gave me back a heart. But that toy fund for a daycare center, I think at last report, is it, is it hit $4 million? And his goal was 2500 originally a couple of years ago? That says something, ma'am. And yeah, it's a... It's a balance. You had to wake up this morning, and a lot of people went back to work and school. And you have to go on. And I thought last night, it was frightening, but emotional. It wasn't adrenaline. Like, you know, you're going down a highway and slowing down to see a car crash. There there was a pain that we all felt, and most people didn't know who DeMar Hamlin was before last night. And he currently is still fighting for his life. He's in critical condition at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center in Ohio. But I thought what the Bengals and Bills did. In the NFL, a lot of people gave them grief. Well, they're telling the players five minutes. They're thinking the guy's getting carted off. He's okay. He's getting put in an ambulance, going to hospital for a checkup. A lot of communication. Nobody knew the severity, even though CPR had to be administered on the field. And then, you know, it's Twitter. Here comes Diddy Vax that people are dropping like crazy, young athletes. And it's not the place. And it wasn't the place to continue the game or even talk about rescheduling it. And the NFL sent out that message today that they're they're not going to adjust week 18. Chances are they won't play that game. And I think both the Bills and the Bengals would understand if it hurt their playoff positioning, there is something more important praying that DeMar Hamlin gets through this. Right? And we all feel that way. But we had to go on air. At 3 o'clock in the afternoon. There are sports stories and headlines. And the biggest one is Jamar Hamlin. And that video was horrible. But then with Googling, you started to see a compilation of players from all around the world who just the same drop where they fall backwards. And I'm going to bring in Dr. Ed Cronolia. He's one of our sports medicine insiders. He's not the attending physician. He wasn't there. He has no connection to University of Cincinnati or Cincinnati Medical Center. He works for University of Michigan Health West. Because some are saying it's the helmet and it's like kids who have died after getting a baseball line drive right off the chest, like pitching, right? That it stopped his heart where the Bills did confirm early in the morning that DeMar did suffer cardiac arrest on the field, had to be revived, had stopped breathing. Vital signs were struggling. This was, you know, the word from the Bills. And that's why there was tears flowing. You know, you see CPR, and you know it's serious, right? And and I started to think about, gosh, it brought back Wes Leonard, Fenville High School. It's a game-winning shot and dies on the court at Fenville. And Ryan Klingler and the Leonard family have made it their mission since that day with the Wes Leonard Hart team 
to raise money to put ADs in every school, every building possible to save a life. So from a medical perspective, we're all not doctors. But there were doctors that did post on Twitter where I I did share it. And that, you know, the, the sudden hit could have. All this, uh, no one will know until you hear from the doctors, and, and that may never happen. You know, someone's private medical business is their business. DeMar Hamlin and his family may not want the hospital. There was reports they were going to talk last night. They may not want them ever to talk. This isn't a, a PR, get your logo on TV move. But from a sports and medical perspective, you know, the sudden hit, he did suffer cardiac arrest. So it could be something where he had an issue with his heart. It could be the the helmet from T. Higgins, but T. Higgins, the helmet was to the side. It was more a shoulder, but it still is the NFL and high-speed collisions with very strong men. You know, I'm not going to go into the the vax debate. My God, that, that you can't do that from Twitter. Uh, that that's the bad side of the story last night. I, I will say that since 1920, early 1920 or 1920, uh, since 2020 in 2021, there have been a lot of athletes who have suddenly just died. But is that normal? Again, I'm not a doctor. And that's why we'll bring in Dr. K, uh, who will join us uh, coming up. Ed Cornolia is his name. He's known as Dr. K, one of the top uh, sports physicians in the state. Also serves on a Michigan High School Athletic Association board. Because I want to hear from a doctor. It was like, you know, back in the COVID two years on the huge show, I always felt we need a doctor. I don't need somebody on Twitter or a politician, or I don't need an announcer, or you don't need me. I'm not a doctor. I want to get his thoughts uh, on uh, the DeMar Hamlin situation. Uh, This is it just because there's more news outlets and Twitter and Facebook, uh, the rise and, you know, the cardiomyitis is out there and just uh, there's a lot. So I'll bring a doctor in. And he, he's not DeMar's doctor. He's not going to give any prognosis, but just really in general about what happened last night. And there really aren't a lot of more words that I can say, that ESPN can say. It's just pray for the guy. Pray for his family. And through the darkness of Monday night, To watch people unite in America, and I'm talking by the millions, all skin colors, all religions, all political affiliations, and to have a night on Twitter that was from the heart is very rare. My God, because that place is normally a cesspool. And to see all the NFL teams, to... Watch Donovan Mitchell after he scores 71 last night for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Give love to DeMar Hamlin. To see the videos of Hamlin, you know, when he's passing out toys to kids. Or just a few weeks ago on a, looked like a post-game Buffalo Bills in-house show. 
the way he talked. I think Superfly has that audio, and it was it had a a, a premonition feel to it. Uh, you know, this was it's just there there there's a lot there, and I thought Twitter and ESPN and, and Scott Van Pelt and Ryan Clark. I'll give them a lot of credit, and Joe Buck and and Troy Aikman. In the NFL, a lot of people were trashing them. Oh, they were a guy's getting CPR done. They're saying five minutes. Well, did it, did everybody know exactly what was going on? I but it's Twitter, and you jump the gun. You are you are you have to prove your innocence on Twitter, or you shut people up with facts. That's it. That, that's how it works. Yeah, this was one of the sound bites uh, from Demar Hamlin. Like, I can't even describe it, but I, I cherish it every second that I can. You know, every second of every day. We just had our prayer, our, our DB prayer we do every Wednesday mm. outside. He was next to me, and I just grabbed his hand a little bit harder just because, you know, you never know when, like, the last day could be that you get in a experience something like this, you know. So I'm just, I'm cherishing it every moment I can. That was DeMar Hamlin postgame talking about uh, his team. Yeah, so that's, let's, let's just hope you get great news, right? And the games will go on. You know, some were saying, well, they should cancel week 18. And I'm like, you know, I look at Wes Leonard, and I really thought a lot about this, and I saw Ryan Klingler's post. He was the Fenville High School basketball coach. They made the decision as a team to continue. And Superfly, I was there when they played their first game at DeVos Fieldhouse on the campus of Hope College in Holland. And the emotion and the place was packed. And that's not all. Fenville doesn't have, you know, 5,000 people that follow them uh, for high school basketball games. It's a great sports community. But it was it was packed. And the players came out led by Mitchell Leonard, his younger brother at the time, who I think was an eighth grader, with never forgotten T-shirts. And Tom Izzo, without public fanfare, had asked Ryan Klingler if he could drive from Lansing and speak to the team before the game. And he did. And we were doing the show up in uh, the concourse. And it, it was one of the most powerful days I can remember. Because there was a tragic loss of life of Wes Leonard who died after hitting a game-winning shot in a high school basketball game in Fenville, Michigan. And little did I know, Superfly, from that day, that I would get to know Mitchell, who now is a grown man living, I think, in the Holland area, successful, working as an engineer. Wes's parents are salt of the earth. I, I go to their annual celebration of Wes's life in his golf outing at Diamond Springs in Hamilton, Michigan, near Holland uh, every June. And Ryan Klingler has made it a mission to save lives. He's moved on to a couple different coaching jobs. I think he's was helping out at Hope College last time I checked their hoops program. And that Wes Leonard Hart team and the AEDs are putting in schools at Little League fields at gyms. It's just a, a fantastic endeavor. 
And it's straight from the heart with the Leonard family and friends and the people from Fenville. And and that's the beautiful part of life. What we witnessed last night in the wake of tragedy, when you see the team circled around them so nobody can see CPR being performed. When you look at what the Bengals did, and these two teams are fighting for home field advantage in the playoffs, and it didn't matter. And the NFL did the right thing. They suspended the game, and I don't think they'll make it up. I think the whatever the percentage is will play into wherever they end up in the playoffs, and I think both teams. You might get some lame-ass fans that would complain or some sports talk show talking head that wants to get some clicks or trend. But you, you did witness last night that life is more important than football. Yeah, and I'm watching that. And my son Ace, uh, hey, did you hear what happened? And I'm thinking, you know, he plays football. You know, and I, I, I hope him as a player, he thinks about that. It, it is a violent game. But also, players aren't dropping like DeMar every game. It's not happening. I'm more worried about when A starts driving than I am about him playing football. A, things that he can control, like not running a red light or keeping his eye on the road and not looking at text, or B, you don't see somebody coming and T-boning you. I will say as a father, I'm more concerned about my kids driving than I am about my son playing football. And when someone has a heart issue... Again, it's still so early. We have no idea if anything connected to football caused that. We don't. But it's Twitter, and everybody's a doctor, and everybody's a politician, and everybody is a sports talk show host. So prayers up, and they'll stay up for DeMar Hamlin, his family, his teammates at Pitt, Buffalo, NFL PA guys that he knows, and let's hope he makes a recovery. And through this story, you've seen things like when Chris Pronger, the hockey player, had a hard episode and was able to come back, I think they said, in, in the same season. So the key is we don't know. Damage done when your heart stops, we have no clue. Even Dr. K is going to join us. He's not the doctor. He's not going to give a prognosis. For DeMar. But I want to get his thoughts about how a heart attack can happen while playing sports. Right? We, we've heard of the Widowmaker or the clogged artery or someone's out jogging or playing basketball. And, when, and I've heard the stories of you take a shot to the chest. You can, you know, a baseball line drive hits a pitcher right square in the heart. So Dr. K will join us in our next segment. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, National NFL Insider. His thoughts on what happened last night. Uh, he'll join us later. Uh, also, my conversation with Doug Skeen, post-Michigan TCU. And I'll drop huge opinions on hardball. John U. Bacon had a late-night tweet 
with a source telling him there's a strong chance if offered, Harbaugh is gone. And think about the openings right now. And I think he's going to wait and find the spot he wants and the highest bidder. You got Colts, Broncos, Panthers more than likely, right? I think if Wilkes would have backdoored into the playoffs, he might have kept his job. So there's going to be there's going to be a lot of opportunity. And what was interesting in what John U. Bacon said was that th- this has nothing to do with NIL. It has nothing to do with control or even when, you know, what happened at Michigan, that Harbaugh is just fed up with the college game, which is all of that combined, really. It's not one thing. Think, think about everything you have to do as a head coach at the college level and why John Beeline walked away. Why Jay Wright left Villanova. I think Coach K was just up there in years. But, you know, the the lack of control you have now with the transfer portal, when things are going good, yeah, life is great at Michigan. The question is when things aren't going well. You know, how do you deal with that? Do you want to deal with that? NFL is just business. And Harbaugh seems like a business type guy. And if you look at Michigan the last two years, with the lineup they have coming back next year, should be preseason number one in America, the only powerhouse team with a big-name quarterback coming back. But I still think J.J. McCarthy has a lot to prove. I know he had a great Ohio State game, but if you line up great games, he's had great halves, but that start to finish, yeah, I'd look at Ohio State. So they're they're still they're still an a part of me like what level will JJ McCarthy go to? So Harbaugh again, John U. Bacon knows everybody, just like Chris Ballas. John U's gonna join us tomorrow. Thank you, Superfly. Wow, you're booking guest. That's fantastic. I love you. So Dr. K will check in next. Uh, you wanna join in? Uh, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show. On Facebook, you can also opt in on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE uh, to 21,000. That's the word uh, HUGE to 21,000. Also, there's a story from 1971 in regards to the Lions. They had a player die on the field. And that story has been resurrected here in the last 18 hours. Uh, we'll touch on that. And like I said, you want to join in, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. All of our social network interaction presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They call... Van Andel Arena in downtown GR home. And you can get tickets at the Van Andel Arena box office, Ticketmaster.com. And also just search Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And they got a big homestand happening right now. And don't forget Thursday nights, $2 beers, $2 dogs at every Grand Rapids Gold home basketball game at Van Andel Arena. And they're home tonight, which is buy one ticket, get one free. It's game day at Van Andel in downtown GR, 7 p.m. tip. Game will be on ESPN Plus. 
Uh, but buy one ticket, get one free. Uh, so all the info, just search Grand Rapids Gold, Van Andel Arena box office, Ticketmaster.com. Uh, so buy one ticket, get one free on Tuesdays, Thursdays, $2 beers, $2 dogs in their home uh, this Thursday in downtown GR. To the callers online, we'll get to your huge opinions. Also, Dr. Ed Cornolia from University of Michigan Health West. He's one of the top sports physicians in the state. We'll get his thoughts on why a heart attack happens uh, when an athlete is on a playing surface. And we'll talk about DeMar Hamlin, but again, he's not his doctor, but we'll kind of get a general opinion from Dr. K next. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. We play for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. Are you ready? The toughest sport on dirt is back for an all-new 2023 season. Join the party and come watch the Cowboys of the PBR Tractor Supply Company Classic ride the rankest bulls on the planet live at Van Andel Arena, January 27th and 28th. Tickets on sale now at PBR.com or Ticketmaster.com. The PBR Tractor Supply Company Classic at Van Andel Arena, January 27th and 28th. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment in only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer as we originate from the Auto Valley Bumper to Bumper Parts Store Studio. Superfly did just update me that Damar Hamlin's GoFundMe for that toy fundraiser for kids 
at that center is that 4.6 million. Original goal a couple years ago was $2,500. Heart of America, it's real. Latest from Damara Hamlin, still in critical condition at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Speaking of uh, the medical field, want to bring in Dr. K. He's one of our sports medicine specialists. Get his thoughts uh, on how players uh, have a heart attack while playing sports at all ages, all sports, all levels. Uh, And the Buffalo Bills did confirm that last night that uh, DeMar Hamlin suffered cardiac arrest on the field, was revived, and then transported uh, to a local hospital, the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Dr. K is standing by here on the Hewlett Show across Michigan. Welcome back, my friend. Yeah, Bill. How are you? Good. I don't know if you were watching it. I didn't see it live. I started to get the tweets and the text, and then I went to uh, ESPN. Uh, what happened last night from a medical perspective? And I know you're not DeMar's doctor. You weren't there. You're not treating him. You're not in touch with any of his doctors. But what are the causes for an athlete? Uh, male or female, any age, any sport, uh, to suffer cardiac arrest while playing in a game? Yeah, good question. And, and obviously our heart and, and prayer and our feelings go out to the family uh, and the teammates and everybody involved in the situation. It's, just, it's horrible just because it's a young, active, healthy person who suddenly is on the ground and, and getting CPR. And that's just, you know, obviously disturbing to, to everyone. And, you know, it's, it's rare um, in, in a football player. This is co- collegiate football player. So he's just a bit older than that, but it's about one in 36,000. So it's not zero. And, and so while very rare, it, it can happen happen. And I don't know if this is what happened, like you said, in his case, but one of the things that can happen, and, and I was with you, I, like you, I wasn't watching it live. And then I, I looked at it later when people started getting a hold of me as well. But one of the things that can happen is, is a helmet can hit right. In this case, it can be a ball. It can be a bat. It can be a, a club. It can be something else, but hits in the, in the chest area, right at the, at the right spot at the wrong time and basically stops the, um, you know, stops the heart and then they can restart it again. And again, I don't know if that's what happened in this case, but that is one of the things that can happen. And it looked like that he may have been hit sort of in, in that, in that region that that could have happened. The other thing is, is despite all the testing and, and I know there's a, there's a good uh, protocol in the NFL to try to screen for cardiac diseases and disorders that no matter how good a screening program is, is that sometimes there could be an underlying heart issue that, that just wasn't detected. And that's possible that happened in his case as well. Um, obviously, as we know, that we don't know his particular situation right now. Um, hopefully he emerges from it and, he, and he's okay. And we might know a lot more in a few days. But there sometimes are some underlying conditions that that just allow, and like you said, it's a cardiac arrest as opposed to a heart attack. A heart attack is often like clogged blood vessels in an older person. A cardiac arrest is just like there's something happens to the rhythm of the heart and it stops. And that's what happened in his case, although we don't know for sure what the cause was in his specific situation. And and, and in in football uh, specifically, and also in the basketball, uh, the myocarditis. Last couple of years, uh, that came to the forefront. Now, uh, a lot of people uh, are connecting well, you know, and you get the vaccination versus non-vaccination and look at all the athletes that are just dropping playing sports. I, I kind of step back and say, look at all of them. It's not like we're getting this story every hour. 
Right. And again, what we have to do is look at the data. And, and as far as I know, there's not been any increase in the risk of sudden cardiac death in any athlete, you know, over the last couple of years. Again, it's very dramatic when it happens. And when it happens at this level, obviously, in a nationally televised game, it's going to it's going to be the, you know, as everybody's going to be able to see it. And, and so it, it becomes sort of very sensational. And, and it is obviously it's very disturbing. But again, the likelihood it happened, and, and there have been some good studies in the last few years that look at it. It's one in 36,000 for, a, for a, a men's football player. This is in college. I know he's a couple years out of college. And it's one in 9,000 for, for an NCAA basketball player. So it's rare, but it's not zero. And it's just because any time that we're doing things that are active, that are good for our hearts, if we have a problem, it, it can surface and it can show up. And it gives, again, it just is very dramatic in a, in a young person. But again, I don't know of anything. We're obviously something that we're all watching very closely with all everything going on covid non-covid vaccine everything that's going on but there's been no uh, increased risk uh, that we've seen so far over the last you know two years of of people having sudden cardiac uh, arrest playing sports and the last two years in connection to myocarditis which is an infection in the body and that can lead to some heart issues Uh, you also have the west leonard story that i talked about in the opening and we've seen it uh, with a lot of athletes uh, who just have a heart attack and they have an enlarged heart. Uh, the Ryan Fisher story out of Granville is another one. Because, uh, again, that's on that checklist uh, of, of you're connected to the heart, which really is your body's motor. And from myocarditis to inflammation of the heart, which they can't discover until somebody passes away, there is a checklist uh, when it comes to heart issues in athletes. Absolutely. And like you said, this has unfortunately happened before COVID. It's going to happen after COVID. And myocarditis is something that, and again, we're obviously just talking generalizations here because I have no idea what, you know, if that's what's going on. But it, it can happen. You, If you have a viral infection of any type, it can spread into the heart and it can cause a problem. And that's, you know, not COVID. That's just virus and, you know, type of thing. So, and it's happened before and it will happen after. Um, so, but it's certainly something that given the where we've been the last two years and, and with the vaccines and with the, you know, COVID being out there, it's something that is being looked at significantly. I mean, you remember back at the beginning, we talked about it, all the MRI studies that the Big Ten was doing, which really helped um, help us to see what was going on with people that were getting COVID and getting vaccines. And so really we got a lot of information in a short period of time due to, you know, kind of athletes playing sports. And so that has been very helpful as we've worked through this over the last couple of years. Yeah, and I mentioned Wes Leonard, Ryan Fisher, I think both died from enlarged hearts, which is something that you can't really see uh, with an echogram, right? From a doctor's perspective. Right. You'd have to catch it if their heart, if they had an echogram and then it was heart enlarged afterward, if, if they did get a viral infection or something, then it, it'll enlarge after you have the echocardiogram. So it can pick up an enlarged heart. But again, if something happens after someone has an echocardiogram and then they get sick or something happens, then yes, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been there when they did the echocardiogram. And unless you do an echocardiogram, you know, once a week, these things can go undetected. And the ADs, uh, like the West Leonard Hard team, after his death, uh, Ryan Klingler, who was his coach at Fenville at the time, uh, the Leonard family, friends, uh, the city of Fenville, they all got together and they raised money for AEDs. Uh, from AEDs at the stadium last night to AEDs in gyms, workplaces, uh, workout facilities, can they save lives? 
Absolutely. That's the best thing that can do is, is have the ADs available and find them because they are, we'd like to prevent it from happening in the first place, but there's so many, you know, millions literally of kids and adults playing sports across the country and more than that around the world that to try to find them. And, and there are screening things to do to try to do that. Is you're, you're looking for, at millions of people, but the ones who actually have a, a cardiac arrest, if there's something nearby an AED, it absolutely saves lives. So, you know, if, if we learn one thing out of this, it's make sure your school has an AED, make sure your facility has an AED, make sure it's working, make sure it's, uh, you know, uh, someone's monitoring it because that is the best way because this is going to happen as we go forward. No matter what we do, this is unfortunately going to happen. And the more prepared we are, the better we are going to be able to save lives. Is there any study on how many lives are saved with an AED in the vicinity in the building compared to not having an AED? I think there are. I got to look it up and I'll, I'll, I'll do that and I'll, and I'll get you the information. You can share it if you want to. But I know there are and I know there's been saves here in Michigan. I'm on a task force that looks at that. So I'll see what data we have regarding um, regarding that because it absolutely does save lives and I'll see what the data suggests. And something that happened last night uh, with DeMar Hamlin when the public saw CPR being administered you know it's something serious when it comes to a medical uh, situation, and I think it's important now uh, for everybody. Uh, I, you know, I would think what ten, eleven, twelve years and up uh, to go to a CPR class. Absolutely. Right along with the AED is getting CPR trained because it's something that we can all do. And there's now a no breath CPR, meaning you don't have to, you know, sometimes people are like, well, I don't really want to give two breaths and, and that's kind of, you know, weird or whatever. Now it's hands only CPR, it's called. And that's something that used, like you said, anywhere uh, 10 and above that should be able to, to perform that. And we know that there's kids and adults who have done that along the way as well to save lives. So a- AEDs, hands-only CPR, this is the time to, to, um, to make sure we're all uh, know where the AD is and know how to do CPR. Dr. K, thank you so much for the update. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Talk to you later. Yeah, Dr. K, one of our sports medicine insiders, one of the top sports physicians in the state, part of the University of Michigan Health West team uh, here in the Grand Rapids area. Yeah, the West Leonard Hard team. Hard to believe that on March 4th, that will be 12-year anniversary of the death of West Leonard. And I've been to every one of their golf outings except one. Had something going on with the kids. God, I love the Leonard family. Uh, Ryan Klingler and everybody. You know, if you want to help, just in, again, the attention that DeMar Hamlin's situation has brought to us, and you just heard about AEDs, CPR, get your kid in a CPR class, I'm sure through your school, uh, community center, someplace, you're, with your doctor, there's a way uh, that your family can do it. And also the AEDs. Uh, the West Leonard Hard team has the infrastructure in place. They just need more donations because their donations go directly back uh, to putting AEDs in schools and businesses and libraries and you name it, uh, trying to help save lives. Just search West Leonard Hard team, Google it, uh, Facebook, uh, and on Twitter. Good stuff, Superfly. Dr. K, thank you uh, for joining us. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, National NFL Insider. Uh, his thoughts on the Hamlin Situation. He remains critical. DeMar does at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. We'll give you an update if we get an update. That's what the family sent out. The NFL uh, said that the game won't be rescheduled this week. So chances are they go right into the playoffs. The only thing I, the only thing I thought, they got that week off before the Super Bowl. I, I looked at the schedule this morning at breakfast. Would they... 
because regular season ends with the Lions and the Packers on Sunday Night Football in America. If they had to play the Bengals and Bills again, would they do it on a week by themselves and and then delay, push the playoffs back a week? I don't know. I think they're not going to play it, and the teams will have their record, and their percentages are better, and any team above them or below them isn't going to complain. Isn't going to complain based on what happened last night. And also, the Bills and the Bengals replaying that game just wouldn't feel right. There's almost a sacred feeling to it until you know if DeMar can fight through this, and we're all praying he does. To the callers online, Michigan will hear you next. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. Get more for your money and kick off the new year with Meyer. Start your wellness journey with buy one, get one free vitamins or supplements. And enjoy delicious meals with deals like 80% lean ground beef for $2.99 per pound. Taylor Farm Salad Chopped Kits, two for $6. And Lean Cuisine or Stoker's Frozen Meals, just $2.48 with Emperks. Plus, pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusion Supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now, he's a managing partner at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids. They now have merged with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they're stronger than ever before in the state of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast-to-coast when it comes to your accounting and business needs. Find out more at beancarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com. Also, Tom has stepped up with $1,500 in cash in the Beat Huge Pro Football Picks Contest. Now, if you beat my picks just one week, you'll be in the drawing at the end of the pro football season for $1,500 in cash from Tom Rosenbach and Bean Garter. Thursday night game is always a freebie. You have until Sunday morning to play every week through the big game. You can play once or play every week. Do what you want to, but get your picks in now at thehugeshow.net. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The 
Hoagie Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer as we originate from downtown GR, flagship station, 96-1, the game in GR. Time to check in on what's on tap at all the brands, steakhouse and grills. Whether it's Michigan, Michigan State hoops, wings, pistons, or just playing god-awful defense. You do have Michigan State, Michigan hoops on Saturday. Lions and the Packers, Sunday Night Football in America. Watch all of your favorite games on all the TVs at all brands. Steakhouse and Grills. Also, they have happy hours every day of the week. You'll find the brands in Bay City, a brands in Caledonia, a brands in Holland, Johnny Brands in Granville, Johnny Brands on Leonard off of 131 in downtown GR, and Mike Brands Sr. has the Brands in Cascade just east of Grand Rapids. For the one close to you, go to Brands.com. Also, if you can't make it out, you can pick up or have your Brands favorites delivered. Just go to Brands.com. Now, if you miss any interview, any podcast, Uh, Any full show, any hour, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts and you can catch up and listen on your schedule when you want to. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge. Following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back for our number two on a statewide Tuesday broadcast on the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show in Michigan. That's pretty cool. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. If you want to join in, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Your thoughts on Damar Hamlin again. Bill's just released something within the last hour or two that still in critical condition, still at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, and prayers up uh, for number three. I think everybody's handled this in the media as well as you could. You know, there's been knuckleheads on Twitter, people looking for clicks and hits, but uh, the majority have just stepped up. How about that GoFundMe for that toy drive for that center in Pittsburgh? From a couple years ago, now is near $4.7 million. Original goal reads $2,500. Amazing people out there. So your feedback, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. 
All of our social network interaction presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team, the Grand Rapids Gold, who play their home games in downtown Grand Rapids inside Van Andel Arena. They're at home tonight. That means buy one ticket, get one free on Tuesdays. Tickets available at the Van Andel Arena box office. You can search Grand Rapids Gold. Ticketmaster.com. Buy one, get one free every Tuesday. Also, they're home on Thursday with $2 beers and $2 dogs at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Just follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Let's go to Anonymous, uh, who is standing by. How you doing? I'm doing good, Bill. Um, and thank you for uh, letting me on. I wanted to share a little story, and it kind of ties in with your subject today and uh, and Jim Harbaugh, and, and uh, I'll extend that to Tom Izzo. I think we're pretty lucky as a state to have those type of people as our coaches. Um, about three years ago now, there was a young a young boy in Saranac by the name of Skyler Lansby. And I apologize if I get a little emotional here. But uh, he was 12 years old, and he passed away unexpectedly also from a heart condition. Um, I had met the family by circumstance about three weeks before that. They have seven or eight foster children, and they adopted them all. And I interacted with those kids and those children um, the evening that I met them. And three weeks later, he was at football practice and passed away. Um, I also have some connections to the Fenville area. And, and, and although I don't know the Leonard family, um, I kind of grew up in that area in my younger days. Um, I made a phone call to the Michigan Athletics Department when that occurred, even though I really didn't know this family other than that that happenstance meeting. And it took a couple phone calls, but I eventually got to the right person in the athletic department. And the culmination of that was the Michigan family was unbelievable. He was a Detroit Lions fan and a Michigan football fan. And there were some NCAA restrictions on what exactly they would be able to do or, or not be able to do. Um, but they reached out and did some wonderful things for the Lasby family. Um, they, to this day, probably have no idea how that occurred. But I was totally impressed with Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan family on what what they did. You mentioned Tom Izzo, also good man on what he did with the, the Leonard situation. Um, so despite coaching records, despite NFL rumors and fan bases that get upset when somebody wins or loses a game, they're good people. They're good people in the coaching positions that we have. And, uh, would hate to see him go, but, uh, but uh, we've got a good, a good coaching base here. Um, you know that profession gets some 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 black eyes sometimes. But uh, really, I guess that's that's all I have to say. A lot of times, people don't know 
behind the scenes what kind of people these people really are. Well, thank you. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, buddy, I, he wanted to remain anonymous, so who knows? Uh, he could be somebody influential, and he didn't want to do it for his name, and he asked to use anonymous. So I respect that. Yeah, thank you, man. 12-year-old just collapsed, died playing football. You know, what last night did, and we all need it, it's a reset button on what's important in life. And unfortunately, it usually takes, and this isn't, it's not a tragedy yet. Hamlin's still fighting for his life. Scary as hell what happened last night. But man, I, you know, the way we come together, that, that when you can be united, and I'm talking, you can watch TV, you can look at Twitter, you can look everywhere. Uh, it, it doesn't matter the color of your skin, your religion, what God you worship, what political party you favor, who you voted for. It's really last night and, and through today shows the heart of America. It does. Most of you, including me, didn't know who DeMar Hamlin was. You're a Buffalo Bills fan. You're you know a diehard, break-it-down uh, NFL analytics guy, analyst. You know depth charts, you know players. But it's just a, it's an amazing part of this country. It, it is, it, the way we can send a message. It, it's post 9-11 and the band's playing together, Michigan State and Notre Dame, uh, you know, with the flag in South Bend. Or high school teams coming out together, getting ready to play a high school game with their arms locked all carrying flags. I mean, it's, it's a part of this country that I love. And I wish it didn't take a tragedy. Or right now we'll deem this a near tragedy. I just, I, I, it's like Twitter. It was beautiful last night, which is, again, I describe Twitter as a prison yard with everybody inside. And there's no rules. But the rule last night, for the most part, outside of a few knuckleheads, was respecting DeMar Hamlin. The Bills, the Bengals, even the NFL. Once they figured out, and Troy Vincent explained, you know, everything was moving. They may, might have had protocol from the rest, like five minutes warm-up. No one knew. You can't pile on the NFL that they were heartless. They, they didn't go back out and play. They're not going to play the game this week. I think they've handled it as good as they can for a big corporate entity. Speaking of the NFL, Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, national NFL insider, wanted to get his thoughts on what happened last night. He's standing by here on the huge show across Michigan. Welcome back, Frank. Hey, what's going on? Man, uh, you know, there's there's no bar for what happened last night. And and it's really thoughts first with DeMar and his family and the Bills and the Bengals and those that were there. But uh, what we've seen from this country in the last 18 hours is, is amazing. It is. And I, I, you know, sometimes I even dwell on the, the knuckleheads as you just pointed out, and there's a few out there. But most people are just, you know, I really rallied around him. The, the donations to his annual toy drive, I think, it just warms your heart. It really does. I mean, obviously born out of a tragic situation, but, I mean, the fact that people are... are you know, 
digging in their pockets. I saw, and I, I you can't, uh, the way GoFundMe works, you can't uh, confirm this is him, but I saw Andy Dalton was one of the people getting a few thousand dollars to his toy fund. And if we remember, you know, and Andy Dalton threw some touchdown a few years ago that got the Bills in the playoffs. Uh, you know, the Bills fans donated to his foundation. So stuff like that. It, it just... It, it it makes you feel better about a really really bad situation, and you know, and then you know, you just thoughts turn back to hoping for the best for Demar Hamlin, obviously. And the thing we don't know, and I had a sports physician on last hour. We we just don't know if this was football related, if it was something genetic in his you know DNA, heart issues. They didn't know. Uh, no one knows exactly why it happened, and there's been a lot of people. You know, you know, talking about lowering the helmet should be a penalty for offensive players. I the video I saw, T. Higgins is kind of it looks like more shoulder than it did helmet. So I think those debates will happen uh, down the road. But the the big thing and the most important and only thing right now is Demar Hamlin getting through this. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think you touched on something that I mean. One of the reasons this is, a, you know, so shocking, I guess, is, you know, everybody listening has been watching football a long time, and you kind of understand when a when an injury happens, a certain type of hit, you're like, oh, that that's bad. This one looked normal. I mean, I I didn't even have a reaction watching the play live. I didn't, you know, I mean, when. Derwin James two weeks ago, you know, he had the helmet, the helmet hit, and got ejected. I had a reaction to that hit. I knew it was bad immediately. This one, I just thought it was kind of a normal tackle, and even Demar got up after it briefly. I it just it, that's the part that that added to the shock of just how normal it all looked. And like you said, we don't know exactly why this happened or what caused it or anything like that. It's, but it's uh, you know, it, it it's something you know we'll figure out as we go forward. But it's. Yeah, it's just, it's just a shocking night in many, many ways. That's a dangerous game. Uh, the players choose to play it. Uh, the fans love it. It's the biggest sport in America, maybe second biggest in the world beyond uh, FIFA soccer. And I just hope uh, DeMar gets through it. Uh, here in Michigan, a lot of people went back uh, to a story in 1971 uh, where yeah. the Lions lost a player uh, who was going back to the huddle October 24th, uh, 1971, and Lions wide receiver Chuck Hughes uh, died on the field. So you didn't have quite the medical technology and response back in 1971 that uh, you had last night with DeMar Hamlin. Yeah, and I, I mean, with that, we know now, I mean, having you know, read those stories and even gone through them in the past 24 hours that he had had a previous heart condition. Uh, you know, it wasn't, he maybe shouldn't have been playing, even, whatever. This was just a healthy 24 year old guy, or, you know, what we assume was a healthy 24 year old guy. So, but the, I mean, what adds to it, I think, I, and we look back at Chuck Hughes, that story, I mean, they finished a the game. It happened really late in the game, but they still finished a game. I don't remember, and nobody has brought an example up to me of any NFL game that has started and then been postponed. I've never, I don't know that there's any example of that. And that kind of shows the seriousness of the situation and how the NFL knew, you know, that this is, we're not playing, we can't, even though that has, I think, never happened before, at least in the modern era. So, yeah, it is a, 
I mean, that, that's another layer. I just uh, something unprecedented. I mean, we've never seen something like this before. Yeah, one footnote that you mentioned about uh, Hughes, the Lion player, dying on the field. He had a family history of heart problems, and that one of his arteries was 75% uh, clogged on the day he died. Yeah, and I, that's why last night I was thinking, you've had Reggie Brown, who stopped breathing after suffering the neck injury, uh, you've had Mike Utley, thumbs up, but he was, you know, leaving. Uh, Brown did come too, but the ambulance was out there against the Jets. We're talking, what is it, 97, I think. Uh, you know, yep. so you, you've had a few of those, but a game not canceled. And I think part of that is in the generation we're in that the NFL, that the head coaches are, are looking at players' mental state a little bit more when it comes to resuming a game. That's just my guess on it. I agree. That, I agree with that, too. I mean, it, we're a little smarter now. I mean, it, hopefully, as we get, get older and, and uh, more nuanced uh, in society. And, yeah, I mean, it, there was just, look, I, I think what, what kind of struck me in the moment was seeing the Bills players' faces. I You could tell then, like, I've, I've covered enough injuries, major injuries. I was you know, writing when Ryan Shazier went down in Cincinnati a few years ago. But the difference in the looks on players' faces was this is not a football injury. This is not a football situation. This is this guy's you know, they're watching they're watching a guy fighting for his life and I hadn't I honestly have never seen that expression from football players before. I mean you could see like they they had seen something really, really, really traumatic. Um and that was that was scary. That that was scary, and something that I mean, it's kind of going to be you know, an, an indelible image from from last night. That uh, we're just not going to shake. I, I mean, this is a this is a night that uh, I mean, in some ways, it's going to change football. I mean, it's just it's one of those huge events that we're going to remember forever because it's just we haven't really truly had anything exactly like this happen ever. Really, I mean, to the point of you know, we a guy got you know heartbeat revived on the field and and they cancel the game and i mean this is this is kind of unprecedented uncharted territory here i think the and you followed nfl and you know the the history to a point i don't know if cpr and then this is i i think where where it really went defcon one in terms of priority at one that cpr being performed on a player in a game has that ever happened? I don't. I don't believe so. I. I mean, not off the. Not to mention that I. I hadn't thought of that. I. I've thought about the other angles and and whether it's happened before. I don't know. I, I can't tell you it has. I can't. I can't come up with another example. I'll put it that way. And I'm. I'm pretty good at remembering stuff like this. So. Uh, it, it could be. Uh, it just adds. I mean, this is. I, yes, we've seen bad situations happen. You brought up a couple of them. We've seen, you know, I mean, life-changing, life-altering injuries and, and stuff, but nothing quite like what we saw last night. This was a first. And, you know, I mean, if I mean, kind of like you said, for people who want to, like, go and dunk on the NFL for why did this take an hour to cancel the game? Well, you know, they're traumatized, too, seeing one of their players on the field and in a very very bad state, and they got the they got the call right in the end. But we were all everybody was shook up. Like nobody is, you know. I mean, it, you'd have to be pretty heartless to watch that and not not feel a lot of fear, concern, uh, obviously, and then sending best wishes to to Demar Hamlin and his family. 
Yeah, I was reading about the Reggie Brown story uh, with the Lions back in the late 90s that uh, CPR was being performed on him on the field when he stopped breathing. Lions were playing the Jets. I think Barry was going for 2,000, and they they continued the game after that. Right. Right. I mean, again, I somebody. I, I hope if you know if anybody out there remembers a game, please hit me up on Twitter. Yeah. It was CPR. Wow. They did. They did. They did perform. I did go back and look at the story while I was just kind of multitasking. Yeah, yeah. And listening to you, they. I'm reading the story that the trainer at the time, uh, uh, CPR was performed on Brown while on the field. He had stopped breathing after the neck injury against the Jets uh, in 97. Yeah, and I, but I think the, the what I, where I was going was, you know, they didn't stop that game, but they stopped last night's game. I've never, I cannot come up with one example of an NFL game being stopped after it's kicked off and that not being resumed uh, it, it, in the same day. Like, that's, I, I think that's, I think that that's unprecedented. And it goes back to 97, even that situation. They played the game. Chuck Hughes, they played the game. Ryan Chazier, they kept playing the game. Last night, they didn't keep playing the game. I, I think that just speaks to how serious of a situation that was. I remember I was in Austin, Texas. Reggie Brown played at Texas A&M. He was from Austin, and he came into yeah. my studio with the halo still on, and he took me through what happened. And I, I, I wish I had the tape. My producer never hit the record button, but Reggie told me, and I'll, I'll swear on, on my children, that – he, because he was out for 45 minutes, stopped breathing. And he told me that he had, and he brought this up, you know, we're just kind of talking about everything that he had seen his late grandmother uh, at a carnival. And she said, it's not time to go. And that's when he remembers waking back up. Oh. I'm, I get goosebumps. And I'm like going, he's uh-huh. telling me this with the halo on. And I, when it gets done, I tell my producer, hey, man, we need the. We need to send this out to some of the networks, and he goes, "Yeah, man, I forgot to hit the record button." And I'm like, "Okay, no. let me let me let me walk down the hallway and take a deep breath here." All right, uh, more yeah. priorities, and but that was yeah, that was Reggie Brown's story. That was a that was a phenomenal that he remembers um, that he you know <laughs> he went to the other side or something. I, again, I don't know if it becomes hallucinations because I don't know. I've never had you know my heart stop or I stop breathing. You know what I'm saying, or no one. Right, right, right. So it's a it's, right, and you know, yeah, stories like that, stories like Demar Hamlin. It's just, I honestly, it's a reminder of how violent this game is, and and people, you know, they put put their lives on the line basically to entertain us. It's, it, that's that's true. Like that, they are. This is a dangerous profession they've gotten themselves into. It's not some fairy tale life. Like people like to think that being an NFL football player is the greatest thing in the world. In many ways, it's great. Like you know. It, is a dream job for a lot of these guys, but there are risks involved that that most of us just simply don't deal with on a day to day basis. And if you think about it, though, uh, and and without saying that uh, the game is dangerous, obviously one play can break your neck. You know, go ask Reggie Brown. We can go down the list, right. uh, Daryl Stingley, and more. But for how many hits there are, for how many games there are, for how many snaps there are, the and I would say trauma injury rate considering how big and strong these athletes are compared to the amount of snaps and games played we're not seeing these stories every day or every game yeah you know you're you're right i mean and then 
in, in, in a good way. I, yeah, I've covered this you know, league for 20 years, and you fear this. I mean, we've seen some incidents on Sunday, guys down, and you're like, uh, wow, is this it? Like, I think we're, are we watching something that they really don't want to speak about? And, yeah, the fact that it doesn't happen more often is, is probably, it, it's either luck or testament to the training staffs or these guys' bodies that they're, you know, obviously strong gladiators. Um, but, yeah, there's been a few, yeah, like you know, Chris Sims almost died from ruptured spleen. And, I mean, there's, there's stuff like that that you look back in retrospect and you're like, I'm, I'm actually surprised this doesn't happen more often. Yeah, think about the Tua on that Cincy field this season when his fingers curled up, which was a neurological reaction to the concussion and that was on the same field so but i think the nfl uh, with their attention now to in- independent medical uh, staff uh, with the equipment and maybe even this now will bring a vest if it comes uh, to the helmet hitting the heart or whatever it was maybe you'll see something almost like a kevlar vest that these players wear a lightweight one that would help protect uh, the heart area uh, we'll see what happens but uh, frank i appreciate your input insight on a very tough story. Uh, my best to you and your family. Absolutely. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, National NFL Insider, joining us uh, on the Meyer Guest Line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Get more for your money and kick off the new year with Meyer. Start your wellness journey with buy one, get one free vitamins or supplements. And enjoy delicious meals with deals like 80% lean ground beef for $2.99 per pound. Taylor Farm Salad Chopped Kits, two for $6. And Lean Cuisine or Stouffer's Frozen Meals, just $2.48 with Emberg's. Plus, pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman at Michigan. Part of the Michigan football podcast you can hear at the Wolverine.com. He's a co-host of Chris Ballas. He is standing by on the Meyer guest sign and uh, Doug, you know, I know we talked last week, and I said as long as they don't beat themselves and 
the slow first half, the questionable play calling in the first half. Uh, JJ's pick six, really, you could feel the game swing. And then they found a way to fight back and had one of their best quarters ever as a football team. And they put up 45, but it wasn't good enough. The defense missed some key tackles in the second half, and Michigan loses. Man, that, that was a tough game to watch if you're a Michigan fan, and a tough game still to digest. But, Bill, that's, that's, that's pretty accurate. And as difficult as former players, it's difficult because you watch the football and – and we knew who Michigan was going into that game and what our strengths were. And at key moments, we took the ball out of our best players' hands and put them into the hands of guys that had very little experience with the ball in their hand. And the mistakes happened, and it just felt like uh, TCU quickly got Michigan into a game that we were not familiar with how to play. And we're sticking to our guns, and we're not running the football. And you know, like you said, the quarterback makes a critical error in that first pick six. You cannot throw the ball behind your receiver on that out pattern. That is a pick most of the time, especially against a good D-back like TCU had. And then it just went downhill from there. The good news, yeah, uh, J.J. showed the grittiness that he's got, and Michigan never stopped fighting. But it just felt like as that game wore on and, and TCU was calling out our plays before we even snapped the ball, it's like, wow, how, how badly did Harbaugh get outcoached here by the TCU staff? They looked like they were absolutely prepared, had read Michigan like a book, and uh, like I said, got us into a game that we're not familiar with playing. And then you toss in a really bad uh, replay official that, I do absolutely believe screwed us on that call, and that was a touchdown in my mind all day long. But even then, uh, you just can't make those mistakes, Bill, and win football games at that level. And, and we talked last week. I said TCU is gritty. They're a gritty football team, and they certainly proved that. Well, you can just look at the drive chart for Michigan. Turn it over on downs uh, at the goal line. INT, pick six, uh, punt, field goal. Fumble, punt, punt, field goal. And even the third quarter, you know, they started with a field goal. They didn't score a touchdown uh, until the 744 mark and then went uh, berserk crazy. Uh, And then you get the other pick six. And, oh, my God, you had the missed tackle and Michigan had cut it to three. And uh, just, you know, the speed on the edge. I I thought Sonny Dykes and his staff of TCU – Expose the weaknesses of Michigan. And one thing that wasn't talked about a lot that was brought up afterwards, and you being a former offensive lineman, you know that three three five was notorious because that's what Rich Rod uh, ran at Michigan. Uh, but the offensive linemen looked confused on who to block during that game, at least the first half. Well, I, I don't, you know, the confusion part I'm not so sure about, but I'll tell you what TCU was really effective at doing. One of the things, when you're, when you're an offensive lineman and you're down blocker, you're, you're double teaming a down lineman to a linebacker, uh, and especially linebackers playing at depth like Ohio or TCU's guys were, the one thing that can cause problems is, is when those linebackers dart the gaps. And so what TCU was doing, as soon as they saw their gap responsibility in that lineman in front of them move to double team, the down lineman, they were firing through the gaps. And that throws the timing off. That means your uncovered lineman has to leave that down lineman double team to take that linebacker sooner. 
And so when you're wondering whether the guy's coming immediately, is he coming over the top? Is he going to sit on his heels for a second and see? But TCU was throwing curveballs right and left, darting those gaps with those second-level defenders. And it was giving us problems, no doubt. There was one key play where uh, Keegan, our really good left left guard there, just absolutely whiffed because the dude read the double team and was a, like a bullet shot out of a gun through that gap for a tackle for loss. And that happened time and time again. And it just it just goes to show again the TCU was prepared and knew how to take take advantage of the way Michigan blocked the blocking style that we got to be so good at, and we just never really quite adjusted to figure out how to effectively take care of that problem. And then, of course, you know the answer is when they when they load the box and take your runaway, we'll throw the football. Well, we know how that went as well. Yeah, I thought something you mentioned uh, at the start of this conversation, and Doug Skeen, former Michigan offensive lineman, five time. Big Ten champion, co-host on the Michigan Football Podcast at the Wolverine.com, joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan. That you, you didn't you didn't put the ball in the hands of your best guy, so you're around the goal line those those two times, and yeah. you don't use JJ McCarthy's legs to get you into the end zone or, or a quick slant to Ron Bell. You you try and get cute with bubble screens and that stupid yeah. pitch. Uh, Halfback, you know, tight end pass, whatever. I'm like, what are, and, and even TCU said it afterwards. Once they had to use trick plays at the goal line, uh, we knew that we could beat them. Two, two things stuck out of my mind as I was watching that unfold there, Bill. Number one, Michigan's got the best offensive line in college football. And as a former lineman, I told my buddies are sitting and watching the game, I said, if I go out of the sideline coming out of a timeout and we're on the goal line to try to get a touchdown here and that's the play call, some reverse pass thing, I'm pissed because I'm a Michigan offensive lineman and this is we, we just maul people. That's what we do. And so that that alone uh, I think you know bothered me, but then but then the the play call itself to put the ball in the hands of a freshman tight end who's never thrown a ball in a game. Uh, certainly, and not not in that situation. The, the result was disastrous. TCU had that thing sniffed out by a mile. And then, of course, the young man uh, takes the sack on fourth and two instead of getting rid of the ball or throwing it in the corner wow. and maybe getting the pass interference or something. Instead of instead of first and ten on their own two, now they got first and ten on the, on, their, on the 12. That's a huge difference, Bill. So, again, the play calling killed me in there. And then on the other one, after we get the jam on the replay – you put the ball in the running back's hands who played linebacker a month and a half ago. How about you just snap it to J.J. and let your big, strong running back get behind him and push him in the end zone like TCU did three times against us? How about you do that three times, four times? I don't care. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, it, it, that entire first half, especially when I spent earlier today at lunch going through the play chart, and you look at some of the play calls of, Third and four in the red zone when they settle and they're playing for a field goal and they're they're down in the game. And I'm like, you just were sending a message to TCU that they can win it. You, you were doing that early, especially when you consider an Edwards' first big run, which, by the way, if you look at that replay, if he cuts back, if he cuts against the grain, he's going to go to the house. I mean, there's no one there. Uh, and, and you're thinking, okay, here we go. This is what Michigan did. You know, at Ohio State, what they've done in the Big Ten title games. And, man, and then the pick six, you could just feel it change. And then J.J. wasn't looking comfortable. He got the break at halftime. And, you know, when you have a half like they had, and you would have told me that they would lose a game, that they would put up 39 and a half and still lose, 
I would have bet everything I owned on that, that there's no way. And that's the, is the other disappointing part of the, the way the game shook out there is, is TCU really exposed the edge of our defense yes. and, and the lack of strength there. They came, it, it wasn't between the tackles where they were killing us. It was off tackle. And, boy, they just made a living doing that over and over. And we, we knew going into the game, certainly anybody paying attention to TCU knew that, that wide receiver they have is a stud. That's an NFL wide receiver all day long. Big, strong guy that can run like a deer. He's an incredible player. And you get him loose in the field. You better tackle, you know, on arm tackle on that guy. You're going to get it done, as it did not do. And he goes for the big touchdown to put a dagger in the slate. But the defense didn't do what it did all year long either. So all these things that Michigan built the championship, Big Ten championship season off of, kind of fell to pieces. Again, TCU gets us into a game we're not used to playing. We're not effective at what we do our best at. And we're, we're trying to figure things out in a run and, and – the stadium was noisy. It looked like there were communication issues in there. You got the two false starts when the center's not snapping the ball and everybody else is moving. It just, it just never felt settled. And in the end, you know, when the emotion for me, when the emotion wears off, I just take my hats off to TCU, their coaching staff, and their players. They showed up ready to play, played with an edge, and won the football game. Uh, with their style and getting us out of our style. Yeah, almost 500 yards of offense for TCU. Michigan, 527 yards of offense, and they lose that game. You tell somebody that at 3 o'clock on Saturday that they'll have 527 yards of offense, you would think they're going to win that game 45-21. You look at the – this is the big key here. Net yards rushing for TCU, 263. Yeah, that's – that's that you're gonna you're gonna win a lot of football games when you can run for that many yards, Bill. And then the other one, you said if Michigan doesn't kill itself, you know as well as I do, statistically in the game of football, if you turn the ball over three or more times, your chances of winning the game are zero point zero, Blutarski. You are not winning any football games. <laughs> Only an Animal House reference from Skeener. Uh, well, yeah, the three turnovers is the other one I was going to say. And then here, here's something that I'll, I'll challenge you, that I challenge the audience on Facebook, Twitter, and on air earlier. Tell me a defensive lineman that made a play all game for Michigan. Yeah, that's uh, that's a that's a tough one, Bill. Again, um Boy, we just weren't getting home. We didn't make that quarterback of theirs. He was tough and smart, you know, make bad decisions of his own. And J.J.'s double reversing, running around, you know, leaving the pocket. And uh, at times I think it was a little unfair to, to our offensive lineman when he did that. I wish he would have stepped up instead of running backwards. Um, but, he, you know, he's athletic enough to get away with that stuff. But to your point, I can't answer the question. I can't tell you. Anything that sticks out. Now, I'm sure the Michigan defensive lineman, Mozzie Smith, there, there's one. Mozzie, Mozzie makes the tackle, strips the ball, and makes the fumble recovery. There you That's go. The play of the game from the defensive line, right there. Yeah, and he had, by the way, that was his only tackle, two assists. Uh, Morris, two tackles. We're talking full game. Uh, Graham, who's played well as a freshman, one tackle. Yeah, those are, yeah, Mozzie Smith made, I agree with you, it would be the fumble strip. That's a good. Uh, pick up yeah. by you, but yeah, just not not the dominant side of things in that edge speed that they said we can get to the corners. And when you look at the rushing, and when you look at the the missed tackle, turned you know you, you cut it to three, all of a sudden it's ten. And I'll give Michigan credit for what they adjusted offensively in the second half, but you know things you hadn't seen all year long. Some of the slow starts 
almost slow starts every game uh, we had seen, and they found a way to get through it, and they almost did against TCU. Now the question is, uh, the story so much isn't a loaded team coming back, Doug, is that uh, reports you know are saying that the Broncos offer Harbaugh, he is leaving Michigan for Denver. Well, you know, I was talking with a good friend of mine earlier about that, and this is the, the Harbaugh of the NFL season. And I've said now since since a year ago, this would not surprise me. It didn't surprise me a year ago when he was allegedly leaving to go coach the Vikings. But I just think uh, whether it's Jim Harbaugh or Ryan Day or any of these big-time college coaches, this era of this NIL and transfer portal, I can't imagine how they manage their teams. And you just don't have any roster certainty. You got to play all these hats. You got to be all these different guys. And, and all these guys, if they just want to coach football and know that they got a, a roster that they can manage and, and, and have some certainty, it, on one hand, I would not blame him one bit for going up to the NFL and chasing that Lombardi trophy again because he was so close before. And when you look at what college football and, and basketball and all these sports have to deal with now with these kids hitting the transfer portal and wondering who's going to come and go and you don't have any control over it, I don't blame any coach for taking a hard look at the NFL or any professional league where you get some certainty and it, it, it appears to be a more fair playing surface, if you will, uh, for coaching. Because right now, I don't know that that's the case in college football with the craziness going on with the NIL money and the transfer portal. It's just nuts. So it doesn't surprise me to hear that. And if it turns out that Jim jumps to the NFL, that really won't surprise me a whole lot. And then someone's going to have to step up and figure out how to make this thing happen at Michigan. Doug Skeen won five Big Ten titles as an offensive lineman at the University of Michigan, late 80s, early 90s. Also a co-host on the Michigan Football Podcast so you can hear Weekly at the Wolverine.com, his thoughts on the TCU Michigan game, the Harbaugh story. Doug, good stuff as always, my man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Bill. Go Blue. All right. Doug Skeen checking in on the Meyer guest sign. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with the University of Michigan Athletics. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. Are you ready? The toughest sport on dirt is back for an all-new 2023 season. Join the party and come watch the Cowboys of the PBR Tractor Supply Company Classic ride the rankest bulls on the planet live at Van Andel Arena, January 27th and 28th. Tickets on sale now at PBR.com or Ticketmaster.com. The PBR Tractor Supply Company Classic at Van Andel Arena, January 27th and 28th. 
Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, High School Sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Tuesday broadcast presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SorenEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. I want to give a shout out to Tate Halleck. He sent out a nice tweet earlier today thanking Coach D'Antonio and Coach Tucker for an opportunity at Michigan State, but... He's in the transfer portal for the final two years of eligibility. He's out of Grand Rapids Forest Hills Central, the son of former Lion Baron Jag, Ty Halleck. I don't know, based on how bad Michigan State's defense was, how he never got the opportunity to play. I think he's one of the best athletes I've ever seen. But it's about your guys when you know you get a coaching change, and he wants to get his guys in there. And I think Tate Halleck will deliver... Uh, for a big-time school, he'll help a defensive unit in his last two years of eligibility. Just too good of an athlete. So a shout-out uh, to Tate Halleck and the Halleck family. Good luck, Tate, uh, wherever you end up with your next destination. If you missed any interview, any podcast, uh, any of our hours or shows, our podcast are free, and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. And also you can listen live weekdays at 3 online at thehugeshow.net. And also search The Huge Show on the iHeart app to listen live weekdays at 3. Big. Bad. Huge. is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino. Casino.com and download that Eagle Access app. 
Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back live across Michigan, 19 radio stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. In a few moments, Lomas Brown from the Lions Radio Network, former Lion. We'll get his thoughts on Damar Hamlin and what happened last night in Cincinnati. Latest update uh, from the Bills. Uh, Damar's marketing rep, family spokesperson, uh, still in critical condition, University of Cincinnati uh, Medical Center in Southern Ohio. And we'll keep you posted if we hear anything. We'll talk to Lomas about that. Also, the Lions being flexed to Sunday night football against the Packers. Mike O'Hara, DetroitLions.com, about the Lions and the Packers and help needed from the Rams to beat Seattle. You'll give up a few spots with that. First round pick you got from Stafford for the Lions to have a chance Sunday night to play for a playoff spot. Green Bay is. They win. They are in. So Lions conversation. More on DeMar Hamlin coming up. That GoFundMe he put together two years ago for a fundraiser for toys for kids at a center in Pittsburgh. As it went over $5 million, it was approaching $5 million. It's at $4.8 million. And the original goal there in the GoFundMe page was 2500 That is the true heart of America. It really is. Man, when we see people hurting or tragedy in America, we don't see color of skin. We don't see religion. We don't see uh, how big your house is or how nice your car is or who you vote for, what side of town you live on. We don't. We can unite, and it's a beautiful thing. Talk to Lomas in a moment. First, Mike from Holland has been patient listening on WHTC on Michigan's West Coast. You're on the Huge Show. Hi, Bill. Hey, Michael. How you doing? Good, man. What's on your mind? Well, I was was telling Brett that I was at the uh, Chuck Hughes game. Back in '71, so you were you were in Detroit yeah. at the Chuck Hughes game, and he's the Lions wide receiver uh, who died on the field, right? That is correct. Yeah, it was. Uh, we were at Tiger Stadium, the old Tiger Stadium. Uh, the field used to run from left field to first base, and we were kind of sitting out in um, K line corner. I was with a buddy of mine. We got tickets from a, his dad, who was a sales rep. Um, so they were driving. It was late in the game. And so we had to look through the defense, but he went back to the, um, he was heading back to the huddle and he went down. We thought he had tripped. Um, and then Butkus started going nuts and we thought something's, something's very weird here. And then like when I was watching the game last night, it was very reminiscent. I mean, I just wanted to see some movement. From this this young man, and that's what we never saw that day. We never saw Chuck Hughes do anything, and so um, eventually they came in and um, they took him out in an ambulance. 
And I think they ran a couple more plays, but then that was it. Because it was towards the end of the game. And then we didn't know anything until we were listening to WJR on our way home. We lived out in Troy at the time. And um, they said he had passed away. And it was it was not cool. We just, you know, we go to, it was actually the first Lions game I had ever been to. And it was not, it, it was very, it was when I was watching last night, uh, it brought all that stuff back again. It was not cool. Mike, how long did they uh, delay the game? Because they continued the game afterwards, correct? In Detroit, 1971, uh, the Lions, Bears, the old Tiger Stadium, right? They did. They they probably were, it was the same thing as last night. It probably went on for 16, 17 minutes, and then they brought on the ambulance. They took him out. Eventually, they found out, I think he had passed away right then, but... Um, yeah, they it, 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 the activity on the field was very similar to last night. It just there was nothing going on. People were upset. Everybody was quiet, and you know it's almost to the end of the game, and we just kind of wanted to get out of there at that point. Mike, thank you for uh, sharing your story on that tragic night with Chuck Hughes uh, or afternoon uh, with the Lions at the Old Tiger Stadium. I appreciate you uh, sharing yeah. this with the audience. All right. Thank you, Bill. And let's, I just want to keep that tomorrow in our, in our hearts. Amen. We all are. And I appreciate you, Mike and Holland, listening on WHTC on Michigan's uh, West Coast. Yeah, we, we all have DeMar Hamlin in our hearts. We do. And we all pray uh, that he gets through it. Now, like I said, from uh, the announcers, uh, Buck Aikman, everybody, ESPN, I'm not a big fan of uh, ESPN where they are today, but I thought last night it was real. And it was not agenda-driven, nothing. Not, not, even Twitter, uh, outside a few knuckleheads, which, you know, Twitter, you're going to get them. It was just real. It was real love, uh, real emotion uh, anywhere I turned last night. And that is rare as a country on anything. All the teams, uh, the Lions, everybody. Uh, all in unison. And we weren't, you know, judging anybody or anything. It was prayers up for DeMar Hamlin. That was it. So Lomas Brown will join us in a moment for the Lions Radio Network. We'll get his thoughts on uh, what happened last night. Lions also flexed a Sunday night uh, with the Packers. Lions need the Rams to beat Seattle in that earlier game a little after 4 p.m. on Sunday. If the Rams beat the Seahawks, then the Lions will play Green Bay Sunday night for a playoff spot. Green Bay wins. They're in. Lomas Brown from the Lions Radio Network is standing by uh, on the Meyer guest sign. How you doing? What's going on, buddy? I'm good. Huge. How you doing? Did you say you're cold? Uh, no, no, no. I was talking to the wife. I was just teasing my wife. I was like, I don't know, Hughes. I was just acting. Re- I don't know. I don't know. We all we all go there. We don't know. Hey, a lot of us get to that point, Lomas, where we don't know why we said something to the woman in our right, life. Right, right, right. <laughs> you, know, you get this advanced age, and you just say things, and you don't even know why. I know. <laughs> She's like, Hey, I'm I'm getting dinner ready. How long are you going to be on the phone with that huge guy? And you're like. Uh, uh, is the phone working? <laughs> you say something where where you, you pause for a moment. And you go, 
do I have do I have the onset of dementia right now? Is that yeah, right? Right. <laughs> she's like she looks at you like you know she's going okay. Sure, I didn't even say anything about the phone. Uh, right, right. All right. Well, uh, yeah, man. Uh, we'll get to the Lions and the Packers and uh, the Sunday night finale, a regular season game yesterday. About this time, everybody was getting word that it had been flexed, uh, which is awesome for the Lions to get that big stage. They just need help from Baker Mayfield and McVeigh and the Rams to beat the Seahawks. But remember, the Seahawks don't have a pass rush. Baker Mayfield could have a big day. Uh, we'll see what happens there. We'll talk about that, but. Uh, as a former NFL player, I want to get your thoughts on uh, when you first locked in on what happened to DeMar Hamlin last night in Cincinnati. What were you thinking? Oh, man. I, it, it was shocking at first just to see him fall back the way he fell. And, you know, and, and just the reaction of the players, huge. I, I, that was just, that was the telltale sign. And, Again, you know, no no comparison because he was all right and you weren't dealing with CPR and life and death right there. But it just is kind of the somber move that was over when Mike Utley got paralyzed there. And then hearing from a lot of alumni, about 12 alumni, uh, Lions alumni, they were upset because the announcers kept saying that this has never happened, but they were teammates of Reggie Brown. Uh, when he went down here, um, and they actually had to resuscitate him. So it has happened. So, you know, just thoughts and prayers are with him. And, man, I'm just hoping that he recovers, that he comes out of this, man, because this is just – this would just be tragic. So hopefully, man, things will, will look up for him. But right now it's just we're just in a wait-and-see pattern, and that's how it should be. It shouldn't be nothing talked about football, the games, this, that, that, and that. It should all be thoughts about him and his health and hopefully him getting uh, recovery. Yeah, I brought up the Reggie Brown story last hour with Frank Schwab from Yahoo.com that Reggie had stopped breathing, CPR was performed, and I, I think last night where you get the emotion is anytime somebody sees CPR being performed, you think life and death, right? Absolutely. I mean, and again, and I'm glad the NFL did what they did. Well, they didn't really have a choice. So it's not like I'm glad they did what they did. They didn't have a choice. There's no way as a player. It's hard enough when you see guys get injured on the field and know you got to go back out on that field and that injury could happen to you. And I'm talking about knees, ankles, shoulders, whatever like that. When you talk about a person having to be resuscitated, a person that had basically died on the field, that's just something that nobody can even imagine. It's something that you never think about, you know, but it's something that was so surreal. It just kind of took your breath away. It really did. And thank goodness for the technology, the responders, you know, the doctors. Just thank, thank goodness just all this uh thing pointed towards safety has just taken everything that they do to a whole nother level. Uh, how about Reggie Brown when they had to resuscitate him and perform CPR at the Silver Dome back in 97, the Lions uh, Jets game, they after getting him uh, back breathing, they had the ambulance out on the field they took him away and the Lions continued that game. That was crazy. That's what I'm saying. It's so 
is so different now. Now, huge. You just see, you just see how football was back in our days, and just how football is so different today. You are absolutely right. From everything, just everything you could think of. I mean, even uh, you know when you talk about some of the things that happened in the past with Daryl Stingley and just some of the other Chuck Hughes and. Just everything, you just go back there. It was just played differently. It was just thought up differently. But today with social media and just, you know, with everything that comes along with that, I just don't – I just – the, the NFL was in a no-win situation. There's just no way unless they have heard from the hospital he's responsive and everything's all right. But still then, it would just been hard. I interviewed Reggie Brown. You know, he's from Austin, Texas. He still had the halo on. It was the off season during his recovery. He came in studio. And this is a true story, Lomas. I was working for KJFK in Austin, Texas. He played high school ball in Austin, played at Texas A&M. He comes in studio, and we're talking about the injury, what he remembered, uh, what the process will be. Uh, again, not even thinking about playing football again, just wanted – to get the halo off and uh, get everything medically right. So we're having a conversation about what he remembered. And Lomas, I, my producer, never hit the record button on the cassette. And I'm talking with Reggie right across from me. And I said, what do you remember? He says, well, I, I remember kind of getting knocked out. And then I saw my grandmother at a carnival. And I'm like, oh, wow. yeah, hold on. This, I, this is like goosebump stuff. And this is the truth. I, I would not lie. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, I saw her and uh, she she said you're not ready or something. Like, this is out of a movie. And I'm going, and I'm just, I, I, I'm like, wow. I, I, I go, so you saw the other side? He goes, yeah, I think I did. Again, I don't know when you're knocked out, when you're, <laughs> you know, when you're not, you know, you start breathing, but he was still knocked out. Do you hallucinate? I, I don't know because I've never been on that side. You know what I mean? Wow. I've never stopped breathing. And then, you know, I told my producer afterwards, hey, we got to get this tape to all the networks. And I saw his face turn white. And he's like, I didn't hit the record button. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But, but Reggie, you know, recovered, doing well. And yeah, yeah man. I, and then I, that was the Barry game. I think they kept it going. Didn't Barry get 2,000 against the Jets that yeah, day? I, I think, I think right. it might have been that game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. I, you know, and yeah. the one thing I said last hour with Frank Schwab, national columnist for Yahoo.com for the NFL, I, I know this is tragic and it's violent in the game and big men and running faster, bigger, stronger. But compared to how many snaps, how many games uh, in the NFL – uh, these tragedies aren't happening every game or every day. Yeah, and they and and huge is the thing I'm gonna say now is they knew they knew the NFL knew that something like this could happen. They are they had their actionaries up there doing the numbers, and they know, like you said, you put the combination of the size of these guys, the speed of the game, the you know the impact and the collision. They knew that something like this could happen that that a player uh, they actually said that someone would end up or could end up dying on the football field you know so they know this they it's an apparent risk and like i said man it's a risk that you know as a player you just don't think about that you just don't 
you can't go out on the field thinking about you may get hurt or this may be your last game. You do that. I mean, you're going to be so ineffective. You're right. You are going to mess around and get hurt. So that's something that you put in the back of your mind. But when it's thrown up in your face, when you see it in cold blood reality right there, then you do. You start thinking about some of the things or how blessed you are to uh, to be, you know, be healthy. And just like me, man, 18 years, 18 years, man, one surgery. I mean, I was just so blessed to be able to come out that game the way I've come out of it. And, and, and that's all I can say. That's, that's it, because it is a violent game. Did you think about your mortality when you were playing? Did you and your teammates in the NFL ever talk about it? Did you, you ever, you, you never thought about it? Nope, nope. It was never a thought. Never, man. I remember huge. I remember going up to the late great Leonard Thompson, who was in his twelfth year when I came in as a rookie. And I'm sitting over there, and I'm like, "Wow, man, this dude played twelve years in the NFL." You know, you looking at that. And I asked him. I was like, "Man," he was, I was like, "Man, you've been in the league for twelve years." And he looked at me and he said, "Young fella." He said, it's going to go by so fast. He said, you're not going to believe it. Enjoy it. And, man, right then, as a first year, didn't understand it. But, man, he he never lied. Those 18 years I played huge, they went by so fast, man. And that's that career. It does. You know, you come in as a rookie and think you're going to play forever and think, you know, that this, this is your lifestyle. This is the way it's going to be. And like I say, it's one play. Every play, any play, could be your last play out there on the field. So I'm just hoping that he that he recovers, man. That's what I really, really want. Yeah, I think when we're in our 20s, uh, 30s, we we don't think about mortality. We don't, and not just as a football player. It can be no no matter what you're doing. We we don't think about dying. We don't think about death unless something tragic uh, happens to us or our family, and then. Uh, we'll think about it. But it was interesting to hear you say, as an NFL player and going back to your days at Florida and even before that high school, that uh, and you get to the NFL, that you never, you never ever thought, like, man, I could die in the field. You know, nope. not once. No, no, huge. It was never a thought. It was never a thought about that. So, I, I mean, and I, I don't know. Maybe I was oblivious to it. Maybe. It was just something you just conditioned not to think about. You know what I'm saying? Because you see injuries all the time. And you think about it, you become immune to stuff like that after a while, to injuries. You know, seeing that happen. But, you know, again, we're talking life and death. We talk life and death with what went on last night. And, no, that's when you do think about it. That's when a lot of these guys, I guarantee you, most of them guys today are sitting back at home because it's an off day. they sitting back reflecting on the game that they're playing. They're thinking about him, but they're reflecting on this game that they're playing now. You may have some guys that really put a lot of thought that might have been on the fence to maybe retiring or playing. You know, it might be the thing that pushed them over. You never know, but you got a lot of guys reflecting on what happened to that young man and reflecting on what could happen to them today. Did any of the Lions players that you knew, because you were gone, I think, off to Arizona in 97 with Reggie Brown, who had to be resuscitated, stopped breathing with a neck injury, CPR, and that Lions-Jets game at the old Silverdome, 
did any of those Lions players who you knew ever talk about how that affected them moving forward? Yeah, well, I know, again, I could tell that it did because, of the, the, again, the text that was sent out last night from those 12, 12 of those former players, you could tell you, I mean, I don't I, I can't calculate how many years that's been, but like you said, it's been since 97. And those guys, as soon as that happened to that young man, you know, again, it was reflected. You see, it brought back memories to those guys. So, yeah, you know, openly, no, I don't know anybody that's come out and just said, you know, how they are affected about what happened to Reggie. But you know it has to. I mean, we're still, I'm still affected about what happened to Mike Utley, you know, still to this day. And that's been 31 years ago, you know, still affects us. When I think about we played the same game, almost the same position, played on the same surface. But yet still, why when Mike went to block a guy and the guy, he missed the guy, he failed. He failed perfectly enough to, uh, you know, to paralyze himself. You know what I'm saying? When in a game, I fall, I fell forward so many times. So many times I've fallen like that forward and stuff, and none of that happened. So you just, you know, you just, you, you count your blessings. You really do. Lomas, uh, we'll talk about the Packers-Lions later in the week. I'm going to end the conversation on that. I thought it was uh, really good stuff from you, from the heart and honesty and about uh, everything connected to DeMar Hamlin and Reggie Brown and Utley and the Lions. I really appreciate your conversation today on the show, and we'll talk later in the week. I'll get your thoughts on the Lions-Packers, okay? Thanks, Huge. Take care. Yeah, man. I just I, Talking about the game after that was just uh, – I've done this, you know, almost 31 years. It just wasn't the right spot. Just wasn't. And I was going to end it with, you know, five minutes on the game and the matchup, and you could see it just didn't fit. But to hear him talk about, because in the 20s, when we're in our 20s, we think we're bulletproof, don't we? 30s, you do. I, I, I didn't start thinking about mortality until I got into my 50s. Seriously, when I turned 50, even though I looked like I was 30. That's when you start to, th- and then you turn sixty, and you really, it, it not that it, it derails you on your day to day living, but you think about it because you look at your life, and you think, man, I'm sixty one. Sure, I, I I look like Fabio's dad, but on a serious note, you do think about it. Think about your kids. You know, I had kids late. My lord, you know when. Legend turns 21, I'll be 67. And part of me smiles and says, Mac Daddy huge in the hissy. <laughs> I have to laugh. Uh, this has been really heavy. But I think it's things we all need to talk about in here. If you missed my conversation with one of our sports medicine insiders, Dr. K., uh, our conversation in regards to heart attacks while playing sports. We'll have that huge replay next. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver. 
Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soaring Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. Get more for your money and kick off the new year with Meyer. Start your wellness journey with buy one, get one free vitamins or supplements. And enjoy delicious meals with deals like 80% lean ground beef for $2.99 per pound. Taylor Farm Salad Chopped Kits, two for $6. And Lean Cuisine or Stoker's Frozen Meals, just $2.48 with Emperks. Plus, pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusion Supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Are you ready? The toughest sport on dirt is back for an all-new 2023 season. Join the party and come watch the Cowboys of the PBR Tractor Supply Company Classic ride the rankest bulls on the planet live at Van Andel Arena, January 27th and 28th. Tickets on sale now at PBR.com or Ticketmaster.com. The PBR Tractor Supply Company Classic at Van Andel Arena, January 27th and 28th. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer as we originate from the Auto Valley Bumper to Bumper Parts Store Studio. Superfly did just update me that Damar Hamlin's GoFundMe for that toy fundraiser for kids at that center is at 4.6 million. Original goal a couple years ago was $2,500. Heart of America, it's real. Latest from Damar Hamlin, still in credible condition at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Speaking of uh, the medical field, want to bring in Dr. K. He's one of our sports medicine specialists. Get his thoughts uh, on how players uh, have a heart attack while playing sports at all ages, all sports, all levels. Uh, and the Buffalo Bills did confirm that last night that uh, DeMar Hamlin suffered cardiac arrest on the field, was revived, and then transported uh, to a local hospital, the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Dr. K is standing by here in the huge show across Michigan. Welcome back, my friend. Yeah, Bill. How are you? Good. I don't know if you were watching it. I didn't see it live. I started to get the tweets and the text, and then I went to uh, ESPN. Uh, what happened last night from a medical perspective, and I know you're not DeMar's doctor. You weren't there. You're not treating him. You're not in touch with any of his doctors. But what are the causes for an athlete? Uh, male or female, any age, any sport, uh, to suffer cardiac arrest while playing in a game. 
Yeah, good question. And, and obviously our heart and, and prayer and our feelings go out to the family uh, and the teammates and everybody involved in the situation. It's just, it's horrible just because it's a young, active, healthy person who suddenly is on the ground and, and getting CPR. And that's just, you know, obviously disturbing to, to everyone. And, you know, it's it's rare um, in, in a football player. This is co- collegiate football player. So he's just a bit older than that, but it's about one in 36,000. So it's not zero. And, and so while very rare, it, it can happen. Happen. And I don't know if this is what happened, like you said, in his case, but one of the things that can happen, and, and I was with you, I, like you, I wasn't watching it live, and then I, I looked at it later when people started getting a hold of me as well, but one of the things that can happen is, is a helmet can hit right, in this case, it can be a ball, it can be a bat, it can be a, a club, it can be something else, but hits in the in the chest area, right at the at the right spot at the wrong time, and basically stops the, um, you know, stops the heart, and then they can restart it again. And again, I don't know if that's what happened in this case, but that is one of the things that can happen, and it looked like that he may have been hit sort of in, in that, in that region that that could have happened. The other thing is, is despite all the testing and, and I know there's a, there's a good uh, protocol in the NFL to try to screen for cardiac diseases and disorders that no matter how good a screening program is, is that sometimes there could be an underlying heart issue that, that just wasn't detected. And that's possible that happened in his case as well. Um, obviously, as we know, that we don't know his particular situation right now. Um, hopefully he emerges from it and, he, and he's okay. And we might know a lot more in a few days. But there sometimes are some underlying conditions that, that just allow, and like you said, it's a cardiac arrest as opposed to a heart attack. A heart attack is often like clogged blood vessels in an older person. A cardiac arrest is just like there's something happens to the rhythm of the heart and it stops. And that's what happened in his case, although we don't know for sure what the cause was in his specific situation. And, and in, in football uh, specifically, and also in the basketball, uh, the myocarditis Last couple of years, uh, that came to the forefront. Now, uh, a lot of people uh, are connecting well, you know, and you get the vaccination versus non-vaccination and look at all the athletes that are just dropping playing sports. I, I kind of step back and say, look at all of them. It's not like we're getting this story every hour. Right. And again, what we have to do is look at the data. And, and as far as I know, there's not been any increase in the risk of sudden cardiac death in any athlete, you know, over the last couple of years. Again, it's very dramatic when it happens. And when it happens at this level, obviously, on a nationally televised game, it's going to it's going to be, the you know, as everybody's going to be able to see it. And, and so it, it becomes sort of very sensational. And, and it is obviously it's very disturbing. But again, the likelihood it happened, and, and there have been some good studies in the last few years that look at it. It's one in 36,000 for, a, for a, uh, a men's football player. This is in college. I know he's a couple years out of college. And it's one in 9,000 for, for an NCAA basketball player. So it's rare, but it's not zero. And it's just because anytime that we're doing things that are active, that are good for our hearts, if we have a problem, it, it can surface and it can show up. And it gives, again, it just is very dramatic in a, in a young person. But again, I don't know of anything. We're obviously something that we're all watching very closely with all everything going on covid non-covid vaccine everything that's going on but there's been no uh, increased risk uh, that we've seen so far over the last you know two years of of people having sudden cardiac uh, arrest playing sports and the last two years in connection to myocarditis which is an infection in the body and that can lead to some heart issues uh, you also have the west leonard story that i talked about in the opening and we've seen it uh, with a lot of athletes uh, who just have a heart attack and they have an enlarged heart. Uh, the Ryan Fisher story out of Granville is another one. Because, uh, again, that's on that checklist 
uh, of, of you're connected to the heart, which really is your body's motor. And from myocarditis to inflammation of the heart, which they can't discover until somebody passes away, there is a checklist uh, when it comes to heart issues in athletes. Absolutely. And like you said, this has unfortunately happened before COVID. It's going to happen after COVID. And myocarditis is something that, and again, we're obviously just talking generalizations here because I have no idea what, you know, if that's what's going on. But it, it can happen. You, If you have a viral infection of any type, it can spread into the heart and it can cause a problem. And that's, you know, not COVID. That's just virus and, you know, type of thing. So, and it's happened before and it will happen after. Um, so, but it's certainly something that given the where we've been the last two years and, and with the vaccines and with the, you know, COVID being out there, it's something that is being looked at significantly. I mean, you remember back at the beginning, we talked about it, all the MRI studies that the Big Ten was doing, which really helped um, help us to see what was going on with people that were getting COVID and getting vaccines. And so really we got a lot of information in a short period of time due to, you know, kind of athletes playing sports. And so that has been very helpful as we've worked through this over the last couple of years. Yeah, and I mentioned Wes Leonard, Ryan Fisher, I think both died from enlarged hearts, which is something that you can't really see uh, with an echogram, right, from a doctor's perspective. Right. You'd have to catch it. If their heart, if they had an echogram and then it was heart enlarged afterward, if, if they did get a viral infection or something, then it, it'll enlarge after you have the echocardiogram. So it can pick up an enlarged heart. But again, if something happens after someone has an echocardiogram and then they get sick or something happens, then yes, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been there when they did the echocardiogram. And unless you do an echocardiogram, you know, once a week, these things can go undetected. And the AEDs, uh, like the West Leonard Hard team, after his death, uh, Ryan Klingler, who was his coach at Fenville at the time, uh, the Leonard family, friends, uh, the city of Fenville, they all got together and they raised money for AEDs. Uh, from AEDs at the stadium last night to AEDs in gyms, workplaces, uh, workout facilities, can they save lives? Absolutely. That's the best thing that can do is, is have the ADs available and find them because they are, we'd like to prevent it from happening in the first place, but there's so many, you know, millions literally of kids and adults playing sports across the country and more than that around the world that to try to find them. And, and there are screening things to do to try to do that. Is you're, you're looking for, at millions of people, but the ones who actually have a, a cardiac arrest, if there's something nearby an AED, it absolutely saves lives. So, you know, if, if we learn one thing out of this, it's make sure your school has an AED. Make sure your facility has an AED. Make sure it's working. Make sure it's, uh, you know, uh, someone's monitoring it because that is the best way because this is going to happen as we go forward. No matter what we do, this is unfortunately going to happen. And the more prepared we are, the better we are going to be able to save lives. Is there any study on how many lives are saved with an AED in the vicinity in the building compared to not having an AED? I think there are. I got to look it up and I'll, I'll, I'll do that and I'll, and I'll get you the information. You can share it if you want to, but I, I know there are, and I know there's been saves here in Michigan. I'm on a task force that looks at that. So I'll see what data we have regarding, um, regarding that because it absolutely sa- does save lives and I'll see what the data suggests. And something that happened last night uh, with DeMar Hamlin, when the public saw CPR being administered, you know, it's, something serious when it comes to a medical uh, situation. And I think it's important now uh, for everybody, uh, you know, I would think, what, 10, 11, 12 years and up uh, to go to a CPR class. 
Absolutely. Right along with the AED is getting CPR trained because it's something that we can all do and there's now a no breath CPR, meaning you don't have to, you know, sometimes people are like, well, I don't really want to give two breaths and, and that's kind of, you know, weird or whatever. Now it's hands-only CPR, it's called, and that's something that, you, like you said, anywhere uh, 10 and above that should be able to, to perform that. And we know that there's kids and adults who have done that along the way as well to save lives. So a- AEDs, hands-only CPR, this is the time to, to, um, to make sure we're all uh, know where the AD is and know how to do CPR. Dr. K, thank you so much for the update. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Talk to you later. Yeah, Dr. K, one of our sports medicine insiders, one of the top sports physicians in the state, part of the University of Michigan Health West team uh, here in the Grand Rapids area. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment in only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It is time to check in with the fun governor, Tim McCullough, from the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. He is standing by live. How you doing, Timmy? Enjoying the day, Bill. Hope you are as well. Yeah, a lot going on. I love some of your Facebook Live videos of all the great acts you had over the holidays at Soren Eagle. Uh, we'll get to the concert schedule on the indoor side and even an outdoor show being announced. But let's talk about the giveaways and promotions at Soren Eagle. Let's do it, Bill. I appreciate the Facebook shout-out, by the way. Uh, Piggy Riches, Fridays in January. Make sure you come out and hang out with us from 7 to 11 p.m. Hourly drawing, so your chance to win a Pick a Piggy Bank and win your share of $22,000 in cash and premium play prizes. One lucky Access Club winner could win the grand prize Piggy worth 
$10,000 in cash. That's right. $10,000 in cash. All you do is come out on Fridays in January, hang out with us, have a good time, and uh, you could be just that lucky. And then, of course, our $160,000 Winter Blast promotions in January, Saturdays from 7 to 10 p.m. That's the way it works. You can win your share of $160,000 in cash and premium play. Winners increase each hour, which is important, from 7 to 10 p.m. Each winner, uh, each winning $1,500 in premium play. Then at 11 p.m., one lucky Access Club member will win $25,000 in cash. So a whole lot of cash going away there. And I want to give a quick shout-out uh, Sunday, January 8th, for Elvis. You can earn and win. Uh, Elvis's birthday is on January 8th. We're going to have some uh, impersonators running around the building. You can come out and have some fun with us and Elvis and uh, get on the floor and uh, just enjoy all things Elvis if you're into that. Bill, are you an Elvis guy? Yeah, I love the little Elvis that's popping up everywhere at Soren Eagle. I appreciate that. So let's get to the show. It's January 21st. We got Puddle of Mud and Hinder. Ought to be a great rock show, so make sure you get your tickets. A few tickets are still available, so get them while they last. Also, Chris Young, February 4th, great country artist. Uh, make sure you get the tickets. And this is one of my favorites right here, John Michael Montgomery and Rodney Atkins. Great show, February 25th, 8 p.m. Be there. You won't be disappointed. Great, great uh, country music. Uh, I'm a fan. And then also Chicago, May 5th. Uh, that's a big deal, 8 p.m. Baca and Pops on his back, March 11th, 6.30 p.m. Get your tickets for that. And then you were talking about outdoors. Drunk or Dreaming Tour, Kane Brown with special guest Chris Lane and the Relentless Road. Uh, make sure you check those guys. That's going Thursday, August 3rd. Kane Brown in the house. That's a whole lot of fun. That kicks off at 7 o'clock. Always doing good stuff. I had a great interview with Pam Tillis uh, over the holiday, and that, that was a lot of fun. Just a lot of great music music from Flow Rider. We, we just had a blast. Huge New Year's Eve bash. I want to thank everybody that came out and was part of that. Our black and white party, uh, that went off. And uh, just, just a whole lot of fun. Looking forward to the new year, Bill. You can download the Eagle Access app and also go to SoarinEagleCasino.com. Tickets, all the promotion shows, uh, everything that Timmy just mentioned, available 24-7 at SoarinEagleCasino.com. And also download the Eagle Access app. Don't forget about their sister property, the Saganine Eagles Landing Casino and Hotel in Standish, Michigan. For those of you listening right now in 100.9 FM, Tim, always good to hear your voice. Happy New Year. Look forward to another great year together with Soren Eagle. Uh, it's always a pleasure, Bill, and I, uh, I appreciate all your efforts and everybody listening. Uh, be safe out there, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, keep interviewing the big stars on that Facebook Live. You and Pam Tillis look like you're ready to do a, a country song <laughs> together. I, 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 I was ready. I don't know if she was ready, but I definitely was ready. Now, it's a lot of fun, and uh, it's great to have that access and share it with the guests, you know? Yeah, a lot of good things happening at Soren Eagle and Mount Pleasant. Timmy, we'll talk in seven days. All right, Tim McCullough, the fun governor, check it in from Soren Eagle in Mount Pleasant. Book your getaway today. Go to SorenEagleCasino.com and also download that Eagle Access app. Superfly, uh, it wasn't the easiest show to enter today uh, off of DeMar Hamlin and the story from last night. And he did a great job. Thank you. I thought uh, Dr. K. Uh, sports medicine specialist for the huge show in the Michigan Sports Network. Uh, he was fantastic. If you miss that interview, it's up uh, right now on the podcast. Just search the huge show uh, wherever you download podcasts. Lomas Brown. We, we never even got to the Packers and the Lions on Sunday night. 
in Green Bay. It didn't fit. Uh, his thoughts on Hamlin, who remains in critical condition in Cincinnati, still fighting for his life and America United. And it went beyond sports. Uh, just uh, cheering for Damar Hamlin to get through this. And it's a beautiful thing when people come together. It really is. And there's just no BS. And, and Lomas was as honest as I've ever heard him. So if you miss that interview, just search the huge show uh, where you download podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. We are everywhere. Uh, if you miss the show live, either on your local Michigan Sports Network affiliate at thehugeshow.net or on the iHeart app. You can listen anywhere in America that gets mobile service. Just search The Huge Show. Easiest way, though, with the podcast, uh, just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts and listen on your schedule. To everybody across The Huge Show in Michigan, we'll talk tomorrow at 3. Big. Bad. Huge.